dirt road in a gooseneck saddle up with me dry land in god's country crops far as i can see headlights on both ends of my day this country Well, hey there, folks. Welcome to HPJ Talk, the podcast from High Plains Journal, bringing the ag news and commentary of the week to you. I'm Jennifer Latsky, and I'm joined by my colleague, Kayleen Scott. Hey, Kayleen. Hey, Jenny. In this week's episode, we're going to bring you the stories you might have missed in the December 14th print edition. And Kayleen, we've got a conversation with Jessica Nadd, who's our coordinator for Soil Health U, and she's going to tell us about what we've got in store for attendees this year. By the way, everybody, if you haven't already heard, to show our support for 4-H, High Plains Journal will be donating 25% of all subscription revenue to 4-H now through December 31st. And you can add a gift subscription for just $20 with that order. So there's no better time to start, renew, or even give a High Plains Journal subscription. Visit hpjsubscribe.com to get started. Again, that's hpjsubscribe.com. You can sign up online and 25% of your subscription rate will benefit 4-H. All right, Kayleen, I'm looking out the window and I see a whole bunch of snow on the ground and I just know that makes you ever so joyful. (laughs) I hate snow if anybody (laughs) knows me in real life. (laughs) It's not my favorite thing. (laughs) If if you're new to the podcast, Kayleen... (laughs) Kayleen feels about snow kind of the same way I feel about, oh, sand. (laughs) We are opposite ends of the temperature spectrum, aren't we? Yeah, I like warm and I don't like wintertime. Although I got to say, having snow on the ground kind of gets me in the mood for Christmas shopping finally. And I did a little bit this year in person, but mostly I did a lot online. I got to say, Kayleen, how are you getting along with the, with the Christmas shopping for the boys? Well, I've got part of it done. I need to finish it. and It's going to have to be in person because there's no way it's going to make it here in time if I order anything. And I'm thinking because I have a few vacation days that I took off in the next couple of days and I may just get in the car and go by myself and go somewhere else. <laughs> you know, Kayleen, guess what I did on Saturday? I did just that. Got in my car by myself and I went over to Garden City and I did some Christmas shopping for, for friends and family and myself. And it was, it was an experience. I, I, I got to say, um, Never before have I had a one-in, one-out experience at a store like TJ Maxx, but you had there was a line waiting to get in until one shopper or so came out because they had restrictions on how many people could be inside the store at one time. Really? Yeah. It was interesting, but um, I tell you what, there is something about being by yourself shopping and not having somebody... Well, well, you know, do you have a list going into Hobby Lobby? Do you have a list going into, nobody goes into Hobby Lobby with a list. What are you, some, are you new around here? Come on. Yeah. 
I went last night with the boys to get teacher gifts because they don't have school tomorrow. And it's like, stop touching everything. Stay here. Don't run off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, I, I love my fella and he's great. And he's really good about, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll go and, and we'll go do this and everything. But when we get there, it's inevitably this look, well, how long are you going to be? Well, I guess, I guess we can stop there. I mean, do you really need anything there? You know what? Stop questioning my shopping choices. Okay. Because inevitably, whenever I bring something home, you're like, oh, what is that? And then you try it one time. You're like, oh, that is the handiest thing I've ever seen. And I'm going to, you know, never live my life without it now. (laughs) And part of this, Kayleen, going shopping without him was trying to figure out Christmas for him. (laughs) I love the man, but I shopping for men is the most torturous thing on the planet every holiday. It, it was that way when I was trying to figure out gifts for my, my dad and my brother and my brother-in-law. But seriously, by the time I get around to, you know, hey, honey, what do you want? Oh, don't worry about it. I'll buy it myself. <laughs> That's not how this works. <laughs> how about you and Spence? Well, we've been together for a long time. And there was a few years where, you know, we didn't buy each other anything. It's just, just the way it worked out. And like last year, he made a him and his, one of his coworkers made a metal bench that I had no idea that they were making. And Lord only knows what I'll get this year if I get anything, but he's dropped little hints along the way. And there was a photo from a rodeo he went to that somebody else took that he really liked. So I ordered that and he needed some, some horse tack. So I ordered some of that. So hopefully he, he will be satisfied with what, what I got him, but I can't take the boys shopping because they will tell everybody and their dog what we bought. (laughs) So there's no surprise in it. So I have to hide everything. And then if I do order something and packages show up here at the house, mom, who's that for? Whose is that? So (laughs) is your name on the box? (laughs) You know, um, at least look at it this way, Kayleen, when they get older and they're teenagers and they're driving and you have to worry about them going out at night or, or sneaking back home after being out too late, they can't tell a lie. They, they just don't have it in them. It's not, it's not genetically coded into their DNA. Well, I don't know about that. Cause the, the little one lies to me every morning, whether when I ask if he's got a seatbelt on, so <laughs> he will look at me in the eye and say, yes. <laughs> And I can't see back there, so a little turkey is what it is. <laughs> so, um, you know what? What's been your favorite Christmas present you've ever given? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to hard to think because I forget what I did yesterday, much less what I gave for Christmas a few years ago. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Probably when it's one that I've surprised somebody with something, you know, and it's. Again, I hear hear the hear them say something, you know. I, I this would be kind of cool to have, and then you figure out a way. I think the coolest thing I ever received was when we were when we were kids. We begged and begged and begged and begged for horses, and there was one Christmas, and we were probably twelve or thirteen. I don't know, and so we were still old enough to be in the church Christmas program. And our cousin's like, there's a horse in the pasture at grandma and grandpa's house. There's a horse in the pasture. And we're like, what? 
what are you talking about? So of course, you know, we're all fired up and excited about it. And this is Christmas Eve. <laughs> and so we go to dad. Our cousin said there was a horse in the pasture. Is there a horse in the pasture? He's like, looks around <laughs> and they had to tell us because we we were unrelenting we would not leave it alone so we found <laughs> out about our horse on Christmas Eve you know for me Christmas I I get the biggest kick out of getting stuff from my littles and and making you know um because I, when I was a kid there was a lot of times where there just wasn't money to make things happen you know, you could put it on the list, but that didn't mean it was ever going to be underneath the tree. Yeah. You know, there was more than one Christmas like that. Yeah. And so for me, because I'm an aunt that doesn't have any kids, I love making their lists come true. Um, and, and watching them open up stuff and, and go, it is really there. It's really there. You know, this, this cool, whether it's a cool toy or, um, like this year, one of my nephews is getting into rocketry for the 4-H project. And so um, I found a, a model rocket for him. So I love getting them things that uh, they think are out of, out of the, the range of what Santa could do and coming through for him. Um, you know, for, for our family, books. Books were the thing to get every Christmas. And I'm telling you, Kayleen, typically we would read them before we wrap them up. <laughs> Um, but I love the fact that my littles love to read as well. And there's this series, uh, it's a, it's from the guy that writes Captain Underpants and it, it's some goofy children's boy series or whatever. And typically the boys will go to the, the library and they'll get their names on a waiting list until the very next one comes out. Right. And, uh, I, I told Jennifer, um, my sister-in-law, I said, well, let me just get those books for them for Christmas and start their own libraries. Oh no, they can wait for the, for them at the library. I'm like, that's not fun. That's not fun at all. <laughs> so, um, they both love the series. So instead of getting one book for them to share, I got two books, wrapped them up separate, you know, sent them separately. And they both opened up the same book at the same time. And they, they look at me and they go, and I go, you have a book for each of you now, no fighting <laughs> this way. Um, you know, and I love that my, my niece is starting to love to read as well, and she's enjoying that. So, um, hopefully I can introduce her to the wonders of Nancy Drew at some point in time, because I absolutely adored Nancy Drew and Little House on the Prairie. And I just, I hope she does too. Fingers crossed. <laughs> so, uh, so normally you and I would be making some gifts right about this time of year. Have you? Have you been making any, any presents this year? No, I haven't made anything. <laughs> you know, neither have I. It's, it's very odd. I, I just don't really feel very creative right now. We haven't even baked cookies yet. So <laughs> I'm, I think I'm going to get to baking some cookies this weekend, but uh, mostly, and it's weird because since we're all working from home, it's not like I'm bringing in gifts for the, the office or treats for the office. Right. Yeah. I don't have that pressure on me. Um, but yeah, well, as far as shopping for men though, I think one of the, the best things I ever did was, uh, uh, way back when I started at the high plains journal, I, I gave my dad and my brother subscriptions to high plains journal. I was a broke fresh college student. So that was in my price range. 
And, and honestly, it's the one thing that those two love every year. They look forward to it. And I started uh, gifting subscriptions to my brother-in-law and he's not a farmer, but he likes reading it too. Yeah. So folks, um, remember not only if you get a, a gift subscription for the fellows in your world or the ladies, uh, you're doing really good for, for 4-H as well, because 25% of all of our subscription revenue now until December 31st is going to go towards the National 4-H program. So we can provide opportunity for all, including kids like my littles and, and your kids, right, Kayleen? Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, everybody, um, we're looking forward to Christmas around here, and we hope you all are too. Uh, drop us a line at hpjtalk at hpj.com and let us know what's the favorite gift that you've uh, that you've ever given or maybe received. Or you can call us at 1-800-452-7171. And do us a favor and head over to iTunes or wherever you download your podcast and leave us a review. Kayleen, it's just a few more days until Santa and the polling team get on their way. Remember, all the good girls and boys ride with us here on HPJ Talk. This week's cover story is by web editor Shauna Rumbaugh, building a deeper toolbox to help beginning farmers and ranchers. Kayleen brings us the inside feature, Roundtables Give Sorghum Growers Needed Information. Our editor Dave wrote about remembering Pearl Harbor in his editorial piece, a day we must never forget. And we had a letter to the editor from a member of the U.S. Senate from Iowa, Joni Ernst. Operation Warp Speed shows best innovation. There's also a letter from Vicki Schmidt, Commissioner of the Kansas Insurance Department on Improvements in the Process and Connecting Employers and Job Seekers. There's also a couple of pages of coverage from our Cotton U event, which we had to turn virtual. You can see stories by Lacey Newland and contributor Amy Bickle. If you want to see these stories and more, visit www.hpj.com. And remember, if you're looking for a way to give this holiday season and get something in return, High Plains Journal will be donating 25% of all subscription revenue to 4-H now through December 31st. And you can add a gift subscription for just $20. So there's no better time to start, renew, or gift a High Plains Journal subscription. Visit hpjsubscribe.com to get started. That's hpjsubscribe.com. Sign up online and 25% of your subscription rate will benefit 4-H. If you have a response to something you've read or heard, please write to us at journal at hpj.com or hpjtalk at hpj.com. We want to hear from you. everybody. This is Jennifer Latsky, and I am joined by our Soil Health U uh, content coordinator, Jessica Nad. Jess, it's great to have you back on the podcast. How you been? Oh, Jenny, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm reminiscing about 
how we talked about a year ago about this event. So yeah, lots of changes. Yeah, speaking of changes, Jess, we've got some big news regarding Soil Health U, don't we? Absolutely, Jenny. So Soil Health U is transitioning to a virtual event. Um, Looks like we're going to host the event on January 21st. That'll be a a Thursday morning and approximate times are going to be around 8 a.m. to about noon. So lots of changes, but we really feel like this was a a great move for the High Plains Journal and being able to just adhere to, you know, this, the safety of, of our attendees and, and of our staff. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think with uh, our virtual events that we've had over the past few months, we've learned that uh, not only is it is it great to be able to meet in person, and and trust me, folks, we definitely want to come back in person at some point in time. Um, Mm -hmm. But (laughs) having these these virtual events actually allows us to reach a broader audience, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, in the beginning getting everybody onto Zoom was an absolute hoot. I can remember right at the beginning of the pandemic, a group uh, uh, that I that I work with, we decided to do some farmer happy hours and they they were just, they were so amazing. So I think everybody's got used to doing Zoom as much as we want to be in person. I still think that we've come up with some really cool ways to interact with people um, on the virtual platform. So let's talk about what we can expect from the virtual Soil Health U. Yeah, so we are going to call the virtual Soil Health U. Um, it's going to look like keynote conversations. And within that, we're really going to hone in with our three keynote speakers that we had previously selected for Soil Health U. We're going to kick off the event with Jimmy Emmons. He's a third generation farmer rancher from down in Oklahoma. He is also the regional coordinator for the Southern Plains FPAC within USDA. And he's going to be talking to us about the state of the state of soil health. Um, I'm really excited to hear from Jimmy. He is a a passionate speaker. He absolutely loves what he does. And I think it's going to be a good time. You know, I got to meet Jimmy and and interview him about, oh gosh, two years ago or so now, right after uh, the fire swept through his area. And I tell you, you cannot meet another person more passionate than Jimmy Emmons about caring for the soil and the land. And he's a cattleman, folks. And so if you're if you're a livestock guy and you're wondering how soil health um, plays into your cattle business or your livestock business, Jimmy is a really great guy to pick his brain, isn't he, Jess? Absolutely. You know, I always joke with him. He's a he's a farmer rancher and a rancher farmer. So uh, yeah, he's doing great things down there on his operation. We're also going to be talking about Dr. Chris Nichols. Uh, She's a soil microbiologist and founder of um, Chris Systems Education and Consulting. And she actually has been a part of of this event many years ago. And so she is really, really looking forward to getting back here in Kansas and being able to talk to um, our group. So she's going to be talking about uh, regenerative ag principles and the toolboxes necessary for people to advance their system. Oh, that, that'll be great, especially for folks, whether they're just starting out in soil health or maybe a little bit further on their path. 
Absolutely. I just, she is a pleasure to listen to. She is full of knowledge and, and she's going to do a great job. So the third speaker we're going to have is Rick Clark. He is a fifth generation farmer and the owner of Farm Green um, in the Indiana area. And he's going to be talking about his uh, 7,000 acre operation that him and his family run and the, and the changes that they've done over the course of 15 years um, he's going to be talking to us a lot about the specific um, cover crop blends that he works with and just some specific practices that he's had great success with. So the title of his presentation is Leading with Soil Health. He's also going to talk a little bit about um, leadership in this space of soil health. So I think it'll be a really interesting talk. Good. Well, now, Jess, um, we're also, we've also got some award winners. And while we well, we aren't uh, going to announce them on this podcast, but um, we've got two awards that this is the first year that we're going to be handing them out, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we, we're we just really excited to be able to grow this conference year after year. And that was um, just a, another piece of the puzzle we, we wanted to add into the 2020 event. So we do have a Young Producer of the, of the Year Award, and we have been accepting nominations for many weeks, and we have gotten just some really, really great submissions for that. And then we were also looking for a Regenerative Woman of the Year Award, and this one was really great because we, we really opened this topic up to just anybody that's working in this space, anybody that's working on regenerative agriculture or connecting, you know, for a uh, farm to fork initiatives, just anything within the space that is advancing the overall health of the soil. So once again, we, we received a lot of submissions and it's going to be really hard to pick somebody for, for these two awards. Well, I just am so thankful that we have such a strong um, base of people that are soil health um, devotees that, that have attended the past years of Soil Health U. And because we're going virtual, you know, even if you're uh, even if you're overseas, right, you can come and join us at Soil Health U um, over Zoom on your own time. Yeah. And, you know, it's you got to look at this a couple ways. What's been really great about Soil Health U the last couple of years is building this camaraderie, building out, you know, third week in Salina. We're going to be doing when you're going to be going to Soil Health U, you're going to be meeting up um, with your friends that you haven't seen in a year. You're going to be exchanging ideas. Well, what's really cool about what we're doing in this virtual event is that now the whole world can join us. Last year, we actually had people travel to Salina, Kansas from places such as France, Ireland, Australia, South America, and South Africa. And so what's really cool about that is, is now they're going to be able to join us and many, many more on this virtual platform. Um, it, it's just, it's really exciting to me. Zoom has really came out with some new features and we're going to be able to utilize some breakout sessions and, and think of those breakout sessions as the conversations you have in the hallway between sessions at Soul Healthy. A lot of times that's where the big impact learning occurs. Well, Jess, it sounds like we have a great thing um, pulled together and, and we've, we've worked really extra hard, folks. And where can they go if they want to find out registration information, maybe see the schedule just a little bit, or even understand um, uh, what the registration fees are going to be? Absolutely. So join us at soilhealthu.net 
for the most current information about the delivery of the virtual event in January. Right now, we do have a registration link that is live. If you are a High Plains Journal subscriber, this event is free, but you still have to register. If you are not a High Plains Journal subscriber, first of all, you really should be. But second of all, it's only $25 to join the event. So you can find that information on soulhealthu.net. Another great place to check out are our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even on LinkedIn. So that those are some really great places to get the most information about this event. And Jess, if they were already um, scheduled or they were already registered to come to Soil Health U in person, um, what are we going to do for the, those nice folks? Well, this is, this is going to be fun. Something that we, we've got to figure out a little bit more information on, but we are going to be extending the full version of this event into um, an, a larger event later on in the year. There's going to be a lot more details to come, but if you have already registered for Soul Health You prior to it going virtual, a representative from High Plains Journal will be in contact with you and a decision will be made on how to handle your registration. Um, but one option would be to extend that registration registration to our next event that we're hoping to hold. All right. Well, folks, join us on uh, January 21st for Soil Health U. Jess, thanks as always for, for coming on to the podcast. And what's that website address one more time? www.soilhealthu.net. <laughs> The grain market prices from Dodge City's Pride Ag Resources on December 8th, corn was down at $4.43, wheat was down at $5.07, milo was down at $5.50, and soybeans were down at $10.56. If you'd like to have crop or livestock targeted news emailed directly to you, sign up for our HPJ Direct email newsletters on our website, www.hpj.com slash signup. Simply select the topics that interest you and you'll receive updates on them directly to your email. Be sure to watch for Antique Machinery issue of High Plains Journal in your mailboxes December 21st with a story from Lacey Newland. And look for additional content online anytime at www.hpj.com. Remember, you can subscribe for free to this podcast at hpj.com slash podcast. You can also find us on iTunes, Google Play, and wherever you download podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at HPJ Talk for news and commentary throughout the week. And you can always drop us a line at our email, hpjtalk at hpj.com. Thanks again, folks, for riding along with us as we bring ag news and commentary to you. And remember, as Dodge City's favorite lawman, Wyatt Earp, once said, fast is fine, but accuracy is everything. We'll see you on the trail. Dirt road in a gooseneck, saddle up with me. Dry land in God's country, crops far as I can see. Headlights on both ends.